the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Welcome to the Firing Line Radio Show. This is Paul Chabot, your host for this hour, filling in for the great Phil Naiman. And we have a phenomenal guest with us here kicking off this show, a good friend, Doug Shepard. Doug Shepard is running for United States Congress, a seat here in the Inland Empire. Doug, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Paul. It's a pleasure to be here. And yeah, I'm running for Congress in the 41st District right here in Riverside, Marina Valley, Paris, and the city of Europa Valley is the basic district. And uh, we're doing great and looking for a great success here in the primary and then in the fall. So that, that's awesome, Doug. And me. you've been a member of the community for quite some time. Uh, why don't you tell the audience here a little bit about your background um, and yourself and right. what you stand for? Well, thanks so much. Uh, we moved out to the Inland Empire in 1986, 87 to uh, start take over an existing real estate office. I've been a real estate broker for over 33 years. We're also looking for affordable horse property. My new wife and I were looking for a place to uh, raise our children and start a life, and that's what we did. So since 87, I've uh, run and started and and, uh, operated several small businesses, real estate brokerages, escrow companies, even a small uh, sportswear business. And over those years, I've been involved in community activities through the mayor's office, the Boy Scouts, different things. But we also raised our children here, Paul, and put them all through Riverside schools. Uh, they both graduated from, uh, both of my daughters have graduated from uh, Cal State uh, San Bernardino, you know, Cal State University in San Bernardino. And, uh, and so we're really tied to the community and really, at this point, absolutely um, want to be more involved because I think our values and our uh, issues I care about are not being represented the way they could be yep. by our existing incumbents. So that's, that's my motivation. That's where I'm from. And just, uh, I'm the conservative candidate right here in the 41st. So, Hey, thanks, Doug, for that. And um, when we talk about gun rights and what's yeah. happening here in California and also at the national level, you know, a lot of people right now are worried. Uh, crime in California, violent crime is up 14% on average. Property crime is rising. Uh, what I believe and many believe is because of some state laws, AB 109 and Prop 47. Right. But at the federal level, you're seeing a continued drumbeat from the left to propose or push forward uh, ideas or legislation to limit uh, the rights of law-abiding citizens to uh, to possess guns, as our Second Amendment allows. What's your take on that, and and what what can you do in Congress uh, for Second Amendment um, Americans who love um, our Constitution and our uh, way of life? You know, Paul, that's the issue, isn't it? It's the Constitution. You know, the First Amendment is the First Amendment. The Second Amendment is there to protect that First Amendment, right of religion, right of assembly, right of free speech, all of these things. But it's about the Constitution. I'm a gun owner. 
I wouldn't call myself a fanatic or a or a uh, even an enthusiast. But we own guns for one, self protection, and two, for enjoyment. But that's our constitutional right. Every day in Washington and at the state level, particularly in California, our rights are being eroded a little bit at a time. And the strategy of the ban the guns or to change the Constitution is, is incremental. I believe that if you send someone with an attitude that the Constitution stands first and these small erosions do mean something, we can fight every day. So what I'm really trying to do when I go there is just be a little, a little trim tab, a little bit of the everyday change, change, make sure that we're not being eroded. So it's about the Constitution. Whether you like guns or not, you got to love the Constitution or you're just not, uh, well, frankly, right. you're just not uh, American. So. Right. It's either, you know, you, you love it all. You can't pick and choose which parts of it you like and dislike. This is what our founders built and intended, and it's what we've survived exactly. upon. Um, <clears throat> When, uh, by the way, listeners, you, we have Doug Shepard here on the firing line. Doug Shepard's running for Congress, a congressional seat here in the Inland Empire. Uh, Doug, who's currently in that seat? And uh, can you tell us any concerns voters may have about his opinions or values or views on Second Amendment? Well, it's really why I'm running. Mr. Mark DeCano is our current incumbent. He's been there since 2012. He came in after gerrymandering redistricting. Um, this has been a traditional um, conservative seat. But uh, in 2012, it changed. Um, mostly because of the, the redistrict. And um, up to that point, I was a pretty happy guy. I, I probably wouldn't be running. In fact, I know I wouldn't be running if, uh, if somebody like Ken Calvert or Jerry Lewis or even Mary Bono was still here. Mr. Takano has come in and has leaned very left. And everything that entails, from gun rights uh, erosion to, uh, to, to even things like $15 minimum wage, because he just believes bigger government is the solution. I'm running because at this point, Bigger government has proven not to be the solution and uh, just corrupts, just uh, is inefficient. So my goal, and I've never wanted to run for Congress before, it wasn't my, uh, wasn't my business plan nor my life goal, but we have a need now to defeat Mr. DeCano because he is anti-gun, anti, I don't want to say constitution, but anti-small business, and those are things I care a lot about, and that's why I'm running, and that's why we have to beat Mr. DeCano right now. Hey, Doug, if, if folks want to you know, look you up, learn more about you, where can they find you? Well, we're all over the social media because that's where people live now. So you can look us up. Go to shepherdforcongress.com. You can certainly visit us. on uh, That's our website, but you can visit us on Facebook at Shepherd for Congress. Um, we're on Twitter. Just look for us around. But if you want to hit the website, you'll have a place to volunteer if you wish to. And we do need volunteers to get out there and walk and knock for us and spread the word. You can donate online, certainly, but you can also learn a lot more about us. And do go to the blog section. There's videos on the Second Amendment on Constitution, and I think you'll find interesting and support um, the Constitution. Oh, good for that's you. Good. good for you for having that information on your website. I didn't know you had Second Amendment. Fantastic. I'll tell you, that's probably one of the um, – when we look at our freedoms being chipped away and just ordinary average Americans and we see what is coming next, and we talk about this presidential race, and I tell right. people, you know, no matter – who your horse was in this race, this, you know, the, the congressional races are critical, uh, but so is the presidency. And what we're looking at here is the next president being able to select, nominate, likely confirm uh, a Supreme Court justice. And maybe not just one, maybe two, maybe three, maybe four. And if we look at the split of what we're seeing right now in the U.S. Supreme Court, you, ha you still have a, a, a conservative but now split uh, with a progressive sector, largely justices that Obama has put in place. 
many of us uh, Second Amendment folks worry that the, the progressives don't see the Second Amendment for what it is. They don't see it as being a foundational aspect of, of our livelihood. They see it as something they see the Constitution as evolving over time and that that right. then, in my opinion, becomes extremely dangerous. And so if if the Supreme Court justices that are nominated and confirmed share that same progressive radical ideology, we could very well see uh, limitations moved forward to the Supreme Court um, chipping away at our Second Amendment rights. And I think that would just cause absolute tyranny uh, here in our country. Oh, that's absolutely true. Well put, Paul. The truth is, is that we're constantly under assault for constitutional rights, including the Second Amendment, maybe mostly by the, on the Second Amendment, but they go at it a little bit at a time. If they're emboldened by having a, um, a, a, a Supreme Court justice or two, then we will definitely see it. This is, this is real-world, real-future uh, projections that are not, are not just uh, excitable uh, rhetoric. This is real because they're already doing it. And, you know, sometimes we sound like, uh, you know, everybody's, oh, you're an angry guy, and you're angry. I am angry about this. I am so committed to making sure that the right people get in there just to balance the court. The truth is that our, our constitutional uh, uh, separation of powers has been so eroded through the executive branch, the judicial branch, and it's leaving Congress with little or less and less power, which means the voice of the people is less and less particularly on Second Amendment. We need to fight to keep the Congress in, but get the right people in there. And it's time for our, you know, the conservatives to come together on this. Um, if, if, if our, uh, our nominee is, um, you know, the presumption nominee, then by gosh, we need to get the word and make sure that he or is, uh, is on board. And I always say, you know what, and are we for Trump? Are we against Trump? I'm for Trump if he's for the 41st, if he's for what we believe in, and I believe he is. So that's, that it's so important, and at the end of the day, those Supreme Court justices are going to change your your this country, and they're going to change the future for my children, my grandchildren, and so on. It's really, really important, Paul. Yeah, now I absolutely agree. When we look around the world, and I tell people, you know, the world is on fire. You have ISIS yep. from fifteen to thirty countries. You've got Russia flying bear bombers off our west coast in, into Ukraine. Uh, China right. expanding second carrier, uh, and then the progressives. No rationale whatsoever gave Iran the ability basically to have nuclear weapons within 10 years, billions of dollars, and yet they're fighting our gun rights. Hey, Doug, we just have a a few minutes left here. Actually, not even that, a few seconds left. Doug Shepard, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. Doug Shepard, last quick moment. Give another update where folks can find you. Shepardforcongress.com, Facebook, Twitter. And our website, ShepardForCongress.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Doug Shepard, candidate for Congress. You're listening to The Firing Line. Paul Chabot here filling in for the great Bill Naiman. Thanks so much, Doug. Looking forward to chatting next round. Have a great day. Thanks for the opportunity, Paul. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. 
For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the firing line. This is your host for the hour, Paul Chabot, filling in for Phil Naiman. You have a right to bear arms, and as a good citizen, you want to exercise your rights in a responsible way. Vince, sponsor of the firing line and owner of Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside, wants us to stress the importance of safety in firearm usage. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or target shooting, it's important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. Vince highly recommends that you attend a certified firearms safety and training course, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For more information about their certified firearms course, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or visit their website, bullseyesport.com, for a schedule of classes. Because at Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. All right, ladies and gentlemen, firing line here, the show that I am filling in for, for the great Phil Naiman. want to discuss with you on this segment uh, with our gun enthusiasts and listeners all around about what's happening in our country and our world. As many of you know... Our nation is under attack. Our values are being challenged consistently, and our Second Amendment rights are consistently in jeopardy. Look, living here in the state of California as a gun owner is a consistent challenge and worry. Uh, We not only have to worry about what the federal government is going to try to do with our weapons, with our guns, with our Second Amendment rights, but we always then worry about the state of California, which is far more left than our federal government is at this point in time. So whether we worry about the ammunition that we're going to buy, whether we worry about a recording system, can you believe this, that there there are people in our state of California 
who want to track and record your name, your information every time you buy ammunition. Now, let me tell you, having been in law enforcement for 20 years, how often do you think I or my colleagues come across a gang member who has bought ammunition uh, at a sports store, at a, at a Walmart, at any location? Rarely ever happens. In fact, what you will most often find is a gang member in possession of ammo loosely uh, uh, put together of different um, manufacturers in a bag. Most of their guns, most of their ammunition is stolen. What we have going on here in America and in California is not an attack on crime. It is an attack on our Second Amendment rights. The progressives have failed miserably to protect us in the state of California. So because they have failed to protect us, we then take it upon ourselves to protect our homes and our loved ones. It should be no surprise that so many, so many are seeking out uh, carrying concealed weapon permits. And I absolutely advocate every law-abiding citizen to be able to have that right, especially, especially in areas of the country where the government is failing its number one duty. And so I ask, what is the number one role of government as intended by our founders? It is to protect the people. It is to provide for that national defense. So why is it then in California, our state has failed miserably to protect the people? And how do we know this? Well, I ask you to talk to your neighbors, your friends. First off, we know that violent crime, violent crime in California is up 14% from last year. Within 12 months, violent crime has skyrocketed to 14% above last year when crime has already been a major problem. And then on top of that, we have property crime. And what can we attribute property crime to? We can attribute it to Jerry Brown and the progressives here in California, which had brought us uh, Assembly Bill 109 and Proposition 47. We no longer have uh, many of these dangerous people serving their sentences in state prison. They are released into our community based on their last commitment offense. And their last commitment offense may have been a nonviolent crime, say theft, but they have a long history of violent crime, which is never taken into account. And so what happens? These then felons are let out back into our communities and they are smart crooks. And here they are victimizing all of us. And crime is up throughout the Inland Empire, throughout the state. And what are we doing about it? Well, we're afraid and we should be because the government is failing to protect us. And so then we take it upon ourselves to protect ourselves. You know, thankfully here in the Inland Empire area, it is relatively easier than in areas of LA and other parts of the state to get a CCW. But the wait law, the wait time is ridiculous. The, the amount of time it takes for a law abiding citizen to get a CCW is just, it, it, it should not take as long as it does. Uh, I strongly support what Texas and Arizona and other states do. And I hope I really hope at some point we have enough elected officials here in California to be smart about this, to not penalize and victimize us uh, for wanting to protect ourselves, but to go after the criminals, to go after the gang members. Why is it that we have more gang members on our streets 
uh, than we do police officers. Here in the city of San Bernardino, where we broadcast out of, they have recorded their 26th homicide of the year. And now we're not even talking about the assaults, the victims that have not passed. We're talking about homicides. And most of those homicides were committed by violent individuals with a criminal past. This city of San Bernardino, ladies and gentlemen, is out of control. It used to be one of America's greatest cities 30 years ago. A safe, beautiful city, Victorian homes throughout. Was home to Norton Air Force Base, had large steel production, major railroad distribution, transportation. Now the military base is gone, most of the steel is gone, and the railroads have been significantly diminished. City leaders in the past here have opened up this town for uh, lower housing, and you have seen now San Bernardino become the second poorest city in the country of its size, only behind Detroit. The welfare population is off the charts, and there is absolutely nothing being done. Look, uh, to my Second Amendment friends, we need to care about the Second Amendment, but we need to care about the the whole picture. We need to mandate and make sure that we have accountability and responsibility within our government. When we look at the welfare rules and the generational welfare of what's becoming of our society, the tents up for free cell phones and the entitlement mentality is just asinine. How can we become a great nation again when we have a segment of our elected population that believes in giving handouts for votes. To me, that is unethical and unbecoming of the American spirit. So here we are in 2016, still the greatest nation on the face of the earth, but weaker than we have been in my generation and maybe a few generations. We have ISIS that has gone from 15 to 30 countries. We have a weakening of our military, our military now at pre-World War II levels. And we have a president in office who has carried out his campaign promise. And his campaign promise to progressives has been to change America. And I think he is doing that. And thankfully, in the United States, we do not allow for kings. We have term limits. We have a eight-year maximum. And this president will be out. I encourage you to... No matter the frustration you feel, that you have got to get out and vote. You have got to find your Second Amendment candidates, organizations, and rally behind every single one of them to make sure that they are fighting for you every single day. Because we are on the cusp here in this country where there is a larger segment growing of us who are frustrated against a far-left mentality that does not see our rights as God-given, inherited from our Constitution. So with that, I ask for your faithful commitment to engage your community, your citizens, and your elected officials. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Firing Line Radio Show. This is Paul Chabot, your host, Phil, and for Phil Naiman. We'll be back right after this. 
Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Hi, this is Paul Chabot filling in for Phil Naiman on the firing line. Join Phil Naiman of the Firing Line Radio Show at the only hands-on gun show in the West, the 2016 Shooting and Hunting Sports Fair, coming to Rahaga's Shooting Enterprises in Corona. June 3rd, 4th, and 5th. If you can imagine it, they've got it. Rifles, pistols, shotguns, air guns, and exotics. From 308 to 50 caliber, World War II to modern guns, all semi-autos, even a belt-fed 9mm rifle. Air guns, machine guns, and exotics. Take your best shots with new firearm technology from Colt, Ruger, Beretta, Sig Sauer, Benelli, Smith & Wesson, and so many more. It's where you can see it, shoot it, and buy it. They'll also have a hunting and retriever dog show, Lucas Oil's three-gun shooting team, demonstrations, outdoor vehicles, and the kids will love the wildlife exhibits and catch-and-release fish pond. Don't miss the 2016 Shooting and Hunting Sports Fair, June 3rd, 4th, 5th, at Rahaga's Shooting Enterprises in Corona. Tickets just $15.00. Kids under 14 get in free. Call 951-735-7981. That's 951-735-7981. We're joined by John Thomas. Uh, John Thomas, thanks so much for coming back with us here on the Firing Line Radio Show. It's great to have you. Uh, to the audience members, John's been with us before. He's a phenomenal political expert guru, really has his finger on the pulse What's going on politically? And John, as you know, our audience here, our Second Amendment lovers, very, very concerned about what's happening here in the state of California, uh, as well as nationally, and wanted to bring you back because we know you've spent a lot of time uh, on a lot of national and international shows lately discussing politics. And because politics is part of what we look at and we monitor in the world of guns and our freedoms, thought it'd be a wonderful opportunity to, to bring you back here and tell us a little bit about what's going on in the country and, and just give us a pulse of what you feel. Sure. Well, thanks, Paul. Great to be back with you. Um, it's a sad state of affairs uh, uh, worldwide when you look at the issues of like, uh, gun, gun rights. Um, it's, it's amazing when we're doing uh, media interviews or media panels with uh, you know, the leading television station in France, for instance, or in Australia. Um, it's amazing how other countries don't understand the idea of uh, protecting yourself 
Um, they don't understand why we they, they cling to our guns. Um, and they can't fathom the idea that you might be in a situation where you would need to protect yourself and your family. And then when I, when I lay out a hypothetical situation, they'll say, well, that's what the, the government's for, is the government is there to protect us. Uh, they just they don't understand it. Uh, it's dangerous, and, uh, and, and, and a lot of their mentality, Paul, is seeping over to the United States, especially with the liberal wing of our political parties. Um, we're seeing it in California, with, as I'm sure your listeners know, with a, with a ballot measure that's trying to increase uh, gun regulations in an, in an essence, uh, an effort to eventually remove our ability to bear any kind of arms. And I'm afraid it's a slippery slope. Uh, but uh, I think it's a winning issue for us, Paul. If we frame it properly uh, as a as a as a protect ability to protect your family independence, I think most Americans are with us. The problem is wealthy special interests, uh, specifically out of Northern California, will fund a deception campaign to portray a situation in which uh, it people who have guns, uh, it's just little kids shooting other little kids. Yeah. And, you know, we're broadcasting here out of uh, San Bernardino, where the earlier segment discussed just the violent crime, 26th homicide recorded of the year of violent crime in California, up 14 percent overall just from last year alone. And you look at a lot of these beautiful Victorian homes that are now in despair with uh, with 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 metal um, over the doors, over the windows, people really barricaded in their communities. And I remember watching on TV from a few miles from here. Uh, the terrorist attack in San Bernardino. And then a few hours later, uh, they had a, a helicopter over a scene just after uh, that black SUV was stopped. And there was a belief or thought that a suspect or suspects had fled into a neighborhood and the police were scouring that neighborhood. And I kept thinking to myself, well, I'm really glad that at least in my home, if that was me, I would have the ability to defend myself. If I know there's people out there with weapons or guns and they might come barging into my home, I know I can defend myself with a weapon, not have to pick up a steak knife or or, or barricade in under a bathtub, for example. And, and I think because of the violence that we're seeing here in California, that people feel vulnerable and they and to go to your point, they feel as if the government cannot protect them. In fact, we're doing the opposite by letting out so many felons from our jails, making it harder uh, to prosecute felons. We've increased the dollar amount to make a crime a felony here. And these criminal gang members know that. Um, What is your sense about how any proposed anti-gun legislation um, might pan out in the election? Well, we've actually done some some testing statewide on that issue uh, recently, and it can be defeated. Um, I think from the, from the it just depends how it's framed and who which side has which kind of how much resources to fight it. Uh, right now, the Gavin Newsom is using it uh, as a as a campaign issue to win the Democratic primary uh, for when he runs for governor and be the, become the Democratic nominee who wanted to get guns off the streets. Uh, so it's really just a political issue for for his future campaigns, uh, but it looked like he's raised enough money to gather the signatures to get on the ballot. Um, and so uh, we, we have yet to see if he, Paul, he, he's going to put together actual resources to mount a television advertising campaign. I've heard mixed bags on either side. Now, the, the, the pro-Second Amendment people um, 
are looking at this uh, very seriously and know that it needs to be defeated. And my understanding is that there are going to be considerable resources from around the country being dedicated to defeating that. If that happens, uh, polling's indicated that we can defeat them, especially, Paul, along the same lines that you just discussed, with crime on the rise. You know, who do you trust to keep you, keep you safe? Is it you having the ability to protect your, yourself and your family, or do you expect the government to be there uh, when a burglar's at your front door. So I think it's a winning issue for us, Paul, but we got to fight like heck, and it's going to take a lot of resources. Ladies and gentlemen, we're listening to uh, John Thomas of Thomas Partners here with us on the Firing Line radio show discussing uh, legislation, especially uh, in regards to our firearms. Um, you know, John, when I was uh, uh, home the following day after the terrorist attack here in San Bernardino, I remember watching, and I want to say it was CBS, ABC, one of the, the LA news channels was in San Bernardino, and they were at a gun store, a local gun store here, and they had video footage of a line of people wrapped around that building um, wanting to get guns uh, to protect themselves. And they were interviewing a number of people in line. And it seemed to me that uh, there were a lot of women, a lot of mothers in that line. And then just as I thought that to myself, they went and panned and then began to interview some of the women and the women were saying, look, you know what? I'm a mom or I'm, you know, I'm single or maybe even I'm married or I have kids, but I feel vulnerable. And so the first step was them and, and, you know, trying to get that weapon. But then the next step is uh, not only to have it uh, in their home, but out in the community as a carrying concealed weapon. And what we know here in San Bernardino, so many people have put in for a CCW permit that the wait list now can be many, many months long. And, and unlike other counties in L.A., where it's is it still very difficult in L.A. and other areas to get a CCW? It's, yeah, it's virtually, virtually impossible. Yeah. Interesting. And I know we've seen fights happen with the CCWs. I believe we have had some victories even in uh, the District of Columbia on a recent matter where a court looked at the the uh, government there saying, no, you cannot have a, a CCW. And I think we had some positive rulings in our favor. When you look at the presidential cycle, uh, one of the things that concerns me most is uh, the Supreme Court and and how vulnerable that can become to Second Amendment, depending on who we elect as president. What are your thoughts on the Supreme Court going forward in this election cycle? And do you think that will be talked about uh, much by those of us who worry about Second Amendment? Yeah, it's a great point, Paul. I think that is arguably the most important thing that a president can control is uh, appointments to the Supreme Court. And it's a decision usually that that we're stuck with for 30 or 40 years. Um, I think that's going to become once once uh, it, it looks like Bernie Sanders is completely knocked out of the race and it becomes a general election stack up. That's going to be a, a lot of the discussion is going to be about this, who's on the Supreme Court. In fact, uh, many in the Republican Party are concerned about our nominee or a presumptive nominee, Donald Trump, and who his picks would be. And that's one of the reasons why leadership has been uh, demanding that Donald Trump release his potential list of picks for the Supreme Court as a, as a way to basically uh, uh, help the base feel assured that he's not going to put a liberal on the court. I can tell you this, Paul. I'm not sure who Donald Trump's going to pick for the Supreme Court if he were the president, but I can tell you that whoever he picked would be infinitely better than who Hillary Clinton would pick. So uh, to me, that's why the president mat- presidency matters so much. On, Of course, it affects our lives in other, other ways, foreign policy, but the Supreme Court uh, can, can make decisions, especially as it relates to the Second Amendment. And we know that the balance is is 
in play. And other seats are going to open up likely in the next presidency. So yeah. um, it's critical uh, that Hillary Clinton not be the president of the United States, especially right. if you care about the Second Amendment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John, in our last uh, few seconds here, uh, please tell our listeners um, how they can find you, how they can follow you, how they can reach out to you. Sure, sure. Um, you can uh, best way to communicate with me would be on my Twitter account. Uh, so that's C A Politico. Um, that's C A Politico. Or you could go to my website uh, tpstrat.com. Got it. Thanks so much, uh, listeners. Thanks, we have Paul. John Thomas here with us, a great friend uh, and great supporter of all the work that we do supporting Second Amendment. John, thanks for being with us today. Much appreciated. Thanks, Paul. You're welcome. Thank you. See you soon. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use-of-force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Hey, this is Paul Chabot filling in for Phil Naiman on the firing line. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to let you know that uh, also as your host today filling in, I'm also a candidate for U.S. Congress. And as a military vet, law enforcement uh, veteran from the region, uh, we've got a tough race in front of us as well. And if you like this show and like what I have had to say, please feel free to reach out to me. My website is www.voteforavet.com. That's voteforavet.com. Really appreciate you getting in touch, sharing your ideas and working together to defend this great nation. We are joined this segment by a very special guest, good friend of Second Amendment, good friend of all of us uh, fighting for truth and justice, Senator Mike Morell. Senator, welcome to the program. Thanks for being with us this afternoon and wanted to allow you as much time as you like within the segment to tell us what the heck is going on in Sacramento. And thank you for standing the line for Second Amendment and an update on your activities would be really appreciated. Uh, Paul. Thank you very much. Yeah, let, let me just say this. There's a lot going on in Sacramento, uh, much of it which isn't very good, um, especially for our Second Amendment rights, business rights, and, and so many things. We have a progressive government which believes in the expansion of the bureaucratic state, and as Churchill warned us, that that turns to socialism and then eventually depotism and who knows even tyranny. Um, where the government does want to plan all things, own all things, distribute and control all things. And, and, and even uh, they have to do that sometime. As you look at through the last 5,000 5, years of history, they have to do that by force. And so the thing about the Second Amendment, it wasn't, I think, it wasn't just for citizens to have uh, guns to protect you know, their life and property. That was one main uh, thing. But another one was they, they always felt as long as citizens could protect themselves from government, we would always have freedom. 
And so what you have today, they were more afraid of their government than they were criminals. And so what you have today, you have a concerted effort on the, on the, the part of the Democrats up here in Sacramento to just destroy our Second Amendment, pick it apart time to time. And one of the things they do, which is deceptive, it's wrong, it's bad, they, they use what's called these uh, bills where they, 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 they pose as a bill that goes in a committee, and then at the last minute before the public really has a chance to be able to, to um, you know, find out what's going on, then they gut the bill, they amend it, and then they flip it over to something really bad. Let me just give you a couple of them, which, which I just think is a killer. Uh, to show you, again, the deception on gutting the men. AB 156, this was by a Dem. It, the bill started out about greenhouse gas, um, global warming, but now it places restrictions on ammunition. Mm-hmm. AB 857 by uh, Kevin DeLeon, the uh, president pro tem of the Senate. That one started off about enacted a bill for clean vehicle uh, rules for trucks, buses, and off-road vehicles. Now what they did, they gutted it, they amended it, and now it places extra requirements on homemade guns, commonly referred to as got, uh, uh, ghost guns. I'll give you just one more because the list goes on and on. It's just really bad bills taken away our rights. But they had another bill, AB 1135 by another Democrat, which was designed to clean up the King's River um, and help, you know, um, the river be cleaner. But instead, they gutted it, they amended it, and now they have a ban on almost all guns and magazines that were grandfathered in, um, grandfathered in under the California assault weapons law. And wow. so it, it is abuse at the worst, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. So I own one of those weapons uh, right now. And so what you're saying is if this goes through in California, uh, and, and if I then don't become part of this registry, if that law goes through and signed in, then I am... A, a criminal. criminal. Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that that in itself uh, sends fear uh, through through those of us. And you mentioned AB one fifty six. Is that the one where we might have to register ammunition? That is, is it. I believe that is. Yeah. Wow. And and remember, during the you had the Weimar Republic, um, and then of course Germany and their their. Um, you know, wanting to control things. And, and it was interesting how they started out with gun control and then eventually ban all guns. And then right. any citizen caught would be given a fine and possible jail time. So people turn in and weapons and they feared their government. And remember, one thing, <laughs> Second Amendment protects the First Amendment, our rights to Absolutely. speech, religion, and, and all those other wonderful things. And, and so the thing is, is the way our government was designed, and I hope the citizens have not forgotten this, is it's supposed to be a government, as we remember in the Constitution, of, by, and for the people, meaning the government is supposed to fear the citizens. But today, I think the citizens, we can easily say we fear our government, whether it's an IRS audit or it's something like this, and they're, they're taking more and more control, more of our rights away, which will take our First Amendment rights away as well as the other one. And so we have to get the good people voting again. Either if you, even if you don't like who's running for president or vice president or, or maybe even the state senate, but there's, there's laws like this we have to stop. We have to get people who sponsor these bills out of office. We have to get good people elected at the grassroots um, to get – people like this out of office to to protect our rights yeah you know and and you know san bernardino out here in the inland empire where we live just recorded its 26th homicide uh violent crime in california is up 14 percent 
And as you know, and, and the listeners know, gang members could care less about laws. They're stealing guns. And when you pull ammo off them, they don't have a fresh ammo box they just yeah. bought at the store. They've got a mixed bag of stuff they bought off the black market. And why is it you think that these progressives in Sacramento don't get it, don't understand? No, no, no. Okay, here's what I believe. I believe they do get it. Interesting. See, this isn't about... See, see um, I've had people uh, say to me, you know, morale, how come those guys up there don't have common sense? God's yeah. given people common sense. Now, we can choose not to use it, or sometimes there's a corrupting influence or ulterior motives. I'll, I got to just tell you, I don't believe this is a lack of common sense. Mm. Everybody knows these guys are going to continue to get guns. Let's look at the toughest gun laws in America. Let's look at Detroit. Let's look at Chicago. Yeah. Let's look at Washington, D.C. Those are pretty much pretty high rates of murder. I, I mean, it is a shame, um, and I don't know what that mayor of of Chicago, as well as Detroit, those people should be ashamed of themselves with the murders that are going on in those cities. And, though, and who's doing that? Criminals, but yet they have the tightest gun laws. And so the thing is, again, progressivism leads to socialism, which leads to depotism, right. which leads to tyranny. And so eventually they have to control everything by force, because as long the founders warned, as long as the citizens were armed, they could protect themselves from government. And that, that is where this is headed. So it's, it's, it's a scheme to be able to render us as citizens um, defenseless against an all-powerful government. That's it. They do get it, Paul. And that's scarier. I wish yeah. I could say they didn't get it and they just were misled. But that's not the case. No, you're, you're right. It's dangerous. When, when, when people know what they're doing, rather than being ignorant to the fact uh, that shows in itself a criminal mindset. And that is very dangerous for our democracy. How, how can people get involved? What do you recommend listeners that are engaged gun owners yeah. frustrated? What, what can they do? There's a lot of things you can do. First of all, I heard I don't recall where the quote came from, but one that one voice that speaks out is better than 10,000 people that keep silent. So we we have to remind our citizens about this, not make the argument not just about protecting ourselves, but the fear of government. uh, A lot of polling has been done right uh, in the last year, and between these polls come out and show between 65 and 80 percent of Americans are unsure and do not trust their government anymore. So it's a good time to remind our fellow citizens what the founding principles are. Just in our sphere of influence, whether at work we're a manager, an owner, or an employee, or we go to church. So that's the first thing. I think the second thing, too, get on the website and consider joining some of these organizations to protect our Second Amendment because they'll keep you informed of these bills. And then as we get these bills and you get on you know, their, their, their email list, then you can call up to Sacramento and advocate against these bills. You see what I mean? Because you'll have like, okay, Kevin DeLeon, who's um, SB... I forget what it was, I think 857, so you can call their office, advocate, because one thing, citizens have to be involved, and here's why. I love what Ronald Reagan once said. We do not need to make the politicians see the light, but we got to make them feel the heat. And the thing is, they're not getting enough heat up here. That's the problem. And so citizens were engaged to exercise their civic responsibility, the first nation in history that had... Um, the ability to vote were governed by consent. The first paragraph of the Declaration of Independence tells us the founders believed this was a gift from God that we no longer had to bow a knee to a 
tyrannical king. And so we've got to retake back our government. It's got to be the people. The citizens need to rank first over the state, and the citizens don't realize this, but they have the power, and they are the most important people in turning this around more than their politicians. So that's what they need to do and get engaged, because we're fighting for our very... Um, the way of, Amer- of, our, of our American life. So we have to we have to engage. We got to get the listeners out there. Um, Mike, that's that is I, I, none of us could have said it better. And that's a perfect way to end this segment. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been joined by Senator Mike Morrell. Uh, Senator Morrell, real briefly, how can uh, folks find you on the Web? Um, you know, just Google me. OK, Senator <laughs> okay. Mike Morrell, California. Thanks Senator, thanks for all your time. Ladies that and gentlemen, uh, you've been joined here uh, with your host filling in for Phil Naiman, Paul Chabot. Firing Line. Thanks so much. God bless. The Firing Line radio show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.